Gallagher. Hello, this is Stanley. Hi, this is Olivia. And welcome to the Minority Report podcast. Episode 25. Episode 25. Celebration. I love how we said that we were going to do something special. But not really. But shit hit the fan <laughs> this week so fast. <laughs> So many many things happened this week that we're like, you know what? We're we can't, we can't, we just have to. Okay. Uh, Oh my god. um, (laughs) No, but for the next episode. Yes, maybe we'll save it for the next episode. We'll we'll see what we do. Let's jump in. But uh, yeah, not to pat ourselves on the back too much, but yes, twenty five episodes. That is uh, a lot of content, y'all. Like that is quite a bit. Um, I'm very uh, happy and. Proud of proud of y'all, proud of us. Thank uh, you. So yeah, let's keep it's more. <laughs> it's more than a full day's worth of podcasts. I know. It's whoa. Yeah. You could spend more than twenty four <laughs> hours listening to our voices. Yes, you could. You could. I don't know why you would, but you could. Now, as the always, better question is why wouldn't you? We, okay, true, true. Why wouldn't you? Uh, as always, you can listen to our podcast. Everywhere we're on iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, Google Play, and follow us on all the social media. We're at Minority Pod, except on Facebook, where we are the Full Monty, the Minority Report podcast. podcast. Yeah. Um, let's get into it, y'all. This is we have a lot. We have a lot this episode, so we're just gonna jump right in. Um, a sm- breaking news today: uh, the ACLU has decided to issue a travel alert. For the state of Texas, anyone traveling into the state of Texas, this is, comes off the heels of our wonderful, wonderful and amazing governor, Greg Abbott, here oh in Texas. Such a generous man. Such a generous, wonderful man who, has, <laughs> who on Sunday signed the SB4 bill, which is a bill that pretty much ends uh, sanctuary cities here in the U.S. and or not in the U.S. in Texas and allows the police to question a person's immigration status um, during any kind of de- uh, detention, including a typical traffic stop. Um, and not only that, it also requires law enforcement here in Texas to comply with the federal detention requests for deportation. Uh, this is a big deal. This is um, something that uh, I feel we need to dedicate a whole like a, a bunch of time to. So we're going to save the majority of the details of what just happened here for next week. Yeah. We're going to do that next week. But yeah. for now, all you need to know is that the ACLU, in response to this um, pretty scary, pretty scale, pretty scary law, has decided to issue this travel alert. I mean, what are some just some feelings y'all have? <laughs> the state we live in has been like yeah. people are warning people. I'm just hoping maybe like the the police force isn't gonna maybe like go through with it, right? But so like each person, like whoever. So uh, I'll, there are actually six major Texas cities uh, where the law enforcement has uh, opposed this bill and has said they want to oppose this bill. Uh, Part of the big reason is that if it's going to cause a lot of fear in immigra- immigration communities here in the state of Texas, and if there is a crime or something that needs to be reported, immigra- immigrants are going to be less likely to come forward to law enforcement. Um, it, it's really going to ruin a lot of the trust between law enforcement and uh, just citizens and immigrants and immigrant communities. It is a pretty big deal. Olivia, what are some of your initial reactions to this? Um, well, initial reaction number one is this is super fucked up in on like every single level. Yes. Um, and all of the issues you talked about are all of the effects, at least like those are real things. Um, 
reporting like reporting crimes in immigrant communities is already really low mm-hmm. because of the fear of being caught being undocumented and so that's only going to get worse. And second is, can we talk about how it's some bullshit that Greg Abbott decided to sign this bill over a live stream? Yes. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I- like, <laughs> it, like, if it couldn't get any worse, you just add weird on top of it mm-hmm. where he's just like, yeah, we're going to do this over Facebook Live instead of having a press conference where he could face any sort of like accountability or questions. Yeah, and, and it's it's so and it's so fucked up. Not just only that, but like on Twitter, he is just like so happy about signing this bill. He's like, "I'm getting my signing bill warmed up." Like he is just like it, it's it's whatever. Yeah. Um okay, we're we're going to move on, but um he in Austin. Yes. <laughs> we're going to move on, but we will come back to this topic because it is important and we feel we want to dedicate Uh, some time to it but there has been a lot of global news happening a lot of big things have happened probably uh uh, the first big thing that happened uh uh, actually some days after our last episode when we recorded uh the french election happened uh thankfully thankfully marine le pen did not win she was defeated by uh young whippersnapper 39 year old uh emmanuel macron uh, who is a center-left technocrat from the new In Marsh Party? Uh, this is a brand new party. It's not even a year old. Yeah. Um, that is a, a, a fascinating political story in a, of in of in of itself. I can't speak today. Um, he won by sixty-five point five percent over her thirty-four point five percent. That is a, a, a pretty wide margin. A lot of people weren't expecting it to be like that, mm-hmm. but they did predict that he would uh, come up ahead. But we were all holding our breath. You know what happened with Trump. We yeah. all thought Trump was going to lose. <laughs> Trump won. Um, this is a pretty big uh, 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 victory for France and has a lot of big global implications beyond France. Uh, what we have here is uh, an EU that can uh, be relieved that maybe they can stay together a little bit longer. We have uh, immigrant and refugee communities in Europe that don't have to fear a, uh, you know, uh, right-wing party. Well, maybe they still have to. They they do. For now, for now, it is, uh, uh, this is better news, especially because Macron, who, again, as we've mentioned before, he's not necessarily a complete liberal person per se. He is center. Um, but he ran on a campaign of multiculturalism yeah. and uh, supporting refugees. So globalism, yeah. glo- right. And the whole idea of globalism, glo- globalism versus nationalism right. right here. We have global globalism winning. This is uh, pretty, pretty great news. Uh, I don't know. Were y'all surprised? Stanley, were you surprised no, by this? Um, I wasn't even like following, following it too closely. Much, I just suspected from like what people were saying that he would win and mm-hmm. I'm happy that he did. So Olivia. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I have family in France, so I have been following this election pretty closely. Uh-huh. Also, like if Le Pen won this election and France backed out of the EU, like the euro would crumble and so would the global economy. So it, it was bad. It was bad. The, the uh, stakes were pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm glad he won. And, but like a lot of French people actually abstained from voting. So yeah. I'm glad he won mm-hmm. by such a high margin. Yes. But it's still a problem that like 
maybe a third of the voting population of France yeah. didn't vote. Mm-hmm. Um, they abstained from voting or they turned in a blank ballot. Um, and I think that kind of speaks to like it. It's it's very similar to like what we had here in the U.S. where right. you had this like populist candidate who is, you know, spewing a bunch of hate and xenophobia and all of this stuff um, versus a candidate that's like all in all kind of boring, but trying not to be boring. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, the only thing that made Hillary Clinton really that interesting was the fact that she had a long history in politics mm-hmm. and there was a lot of scandals surrounding just her life. Right. <laughs> and like, I, I think it's the same thing for Macron because like the most interesting thing about the dude is that he married his grade school teacher. Yes. Oh. <laughs> like that's the most injury. Like yes. he has stepchildren that are his age it's so weird Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um wow but like that's the most interesting thing about the guy right like everything else is kind of boring he's very bland he's very vanilla but it's like uh you know if the two flavors are vanilla or racist uh horrible (laughs) curmudgeon whatever you're gonna go with the vanilla you know um but you know there there are other problems highlighted by this election too but one of the bigger ones is that the national front the part marine le pen's party is like a legitimate force now and she you know she was very emotional during her loss but she pretty much said i will be a leader in the opposition party we will oppose like this will not be easy for macron this will be a, 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 a tough battle for him but at least he won he's in a good position and not only that but polls are showing that his party in march um will win the plural plurality of seats in the uh, legislative election coming up uh, that is further great news for france um and really the the globe in general uh as olivia mentioned france is central to the eu including germany france and germany if if those two were to decide to pull out it's over like it is pretty much over um yeah so congratulations we, France for doing what America could not. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, I don't know. Uh, do y'all have any other sort of final thoughts on this? Any, I don't know, feelings. Just happy. fuck good Marie news. Le Pen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're, we're good. I, I do want to mention, I, it was kind of funny. Uh, after the election, uh, I saw a lot of fanfic. There was a lot of Justin Trudeau and Macron <laughs> fanfic. <laughs> That's so, funny. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. So y'all should check that out. It was kind of funny. My favorite one was uh, Justin Trudeau had um, a sweet tooth for French desserts, and oh. he wanted a Macron. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's That's happening. Some of these like borderline sexual. <laughs> yes, oh they do. God. Some of these definitely do. Uh, but y'all should check that out. It was pretty funny. Uh, but oh, yeah. Side note: If you guys um, aren't paying attention, there's a big election going on in Britain right t- right now too. Mm-hmm. So. Definitely read up on that because that's like the difference between a soft Brexit and a hard Brexit. And it's like fascinating. It, oh, oh, it's it's so fascinating. And I'm sure we will cover it a, as it comes up. It's You know, what's so sort of interesting is that years prior, my interest in global politics. Was, I mean, I was interested, but it was nowhere near the same level now because now any like anything that happens in France could potentially affect the globe. So right. you're, you're thinking more globally now. Um, yeah. I feel like literally anything anywhere has a ripple effect, uh, yeah. like a at least ch- in these uh, like major powers. So like if something happens in the U.S. or in the EU or in China. Yeah, we're, we get affected. Too. We get affected. It's like 
the entire world is either screwed or it's good, kind of. Mm, yeah, we'll see. So, all right. So that's a, a, a global perspective. But let's come back to the U.S. There's a lot that's been going on. Olivia, I'm going to let you take the floor. All right. So let's talk about the American Health Care Act, you guys. Because uh, the privileges hold some <laughs> shady shit. Some shady, shady kind shit. Of, it was so shady. <laughs> Basically, under the cover of night, under, okay, not really, but like, yeah, pretty much, um, pretty there much. was a closed vote in the House to A, repeal Obamacare, and B, implement the Republicans' version mm-hmm. of health care, yes. um, the American Health Care Act. A lot of people are tr- calling it Trump Care as well. Or wealth care. Um, oh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean... The better name is No Care, because that's what it is. Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) So what's really, really shady about this is that basically they pushed it through very, very quickly, um, saying that the only thing that it's changed is like a three-page amendment. What's the big deal? But there's a lot in those three pages. Um, And this bill had not been scored by the Congressional Budget Office yet, which would determine like what the effects of this bill would be. And that office is nonpartisan. Um, And by the way, the last CBO score for the previous bill that did not make it to a vote uh, predicted 24 million people would be without insurance. That is outrageous. Yeah, by 2026. So even if you don't, like, even if we don't know the CBO score, there are still some things that ring true. Um, Basically, the wealthy get a huge tax break. Surprise, surprise. Um, They're going to phase out the Medicaid expansion that was promised in the Affordable Care Act. And they're also going to cut Medicaid down in other ways um, to the tune of $880 billion. That's a hard number to wrap your head around. Like, it's... It's a really hard number. And the other big thing um, about this is insurers can choose not to cover pre-existing conditions anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the stuff that has been listed as pre-existing conditions is a little bit ridiculous. Um, like rape and sexual assault are listed as pre-existing conditions. Um, being pregnant. Diabetes, being pregnant, congenital heart diseases. Um, so stuff that, you can ha- stuff that you can be born with. Um, you know, uh, can be counted as a pre-existing condition or things that happen to you out of your control. Um, obviously, any pre-existing condition is out of your control, but ba- but these insurers now, there's no fail-safe for people who do have pre-existing conditions, um, so people with chronic illnesses, people with congenital heart diseases, um, to get to have a guaranteed way to be insured unless they have private insurance. And even that is becoming a little bit wishy-washy. Basically, states can opt out. Exactly. Um, That's the the big driving point here is that states yeah. can literally price out people from health yep. insurance. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, so the big effect of this is that, um, according to the CBO for the previous bill, Uh, The biggest breaks would go to the wealthiest Americans. Um, Basically, this bill is great for you if you're young 
and healthy and, and making over a hundred thousand dollars a year. And rich, um, and rich. which and is a very small population, bad by the for way. You yeah. If you're literally anyone else, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Sick and poor. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, th- this is, it, it, and before we actually get into like the injustices within the bill, just the way it was voted on and like the whole process of it, like you said, it was so shady under the cover of it was night. Mad shady. It is infuriating because they they rushed it. Number one, number two. Without a CBO score, by the way, Obamacare, uh, it it was debated, it was discussed for years. It uh, uh, it had a CBO score, and the Republicans still thought that it was hurried and rushed. And this like was literally had none of that, and was just jammed through. Uh, it's it, it's mind boggling. It just it, it's so upsetting. I don't know. Like it's. Like you, you don't think you could live in like a dystopian novel, and then suddenly you do, and then, uh, and then suddenly it's the hands yeah. made in stale. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Like I hope this doesn't devolve into you know. Hunger like games. I feel like very soon we're gonna have like a Hunger Games type situation. Yeah. We may, we may. Uh, one number- fight in a ring for healthcare, you guys. Um, oh pretty God. much, pretty much. Uh, yeah. So let me ask you all this, uh, and, and now we're talking politically. The Republicans are counting this as a win. By the way, they had a, a like a, a press conference and everyone was cheering and happy, like the most disgusting thing in the world. Like they're literally cheering for this. Uh, uh, people will die. Like people will die because yeah. of this. This is not something to be happy about. Um, what is happening here, too, is that we have Republicans who are pretty much falling in line with the Republican Party instead of thinking of their voters and their people. Yeah. Who can vote them out next year? Who can vote them out yeah. next year? Which is so. What? You know. What? <laughs> like, what are you thinking? This will so, be like this will cost them huge. Yeah. Hopefully, if <laughs> hopefully, yeah. fingers yeah. crossed. I mean, so I think the important things to take from this is this bill has not gone through the Senate yet. So no. call your senators. Call your I know senator. Ted Cruz's voicemail box is completely full, <laughs> which Ted makes Cruz me is so happy. Yes. Um. Uh, and Cornyn's is on the way there. So call your senators and if use the app five calls, it's literally saved my life. It just gives you a script and <laughs> gives you their number yes. and you can just call them and it's great. Yes. Um, it's honestly the best. It's so easy to contact your congressmen and your senators now that I would definitely, <laughs> definitely do that. Yeah. Um, the- and, Another thing I want to mention is that a lot of Republican congressmen had town halls that weekend um, after the vote was cast and people showed up and were furious. Oh, yeah. But they seem to just like not. I don't know. I don't know what's going through their heads. I remember I remember there was a clip of one congressman specifically saying uh, no one has ever died because they don't have health care, which is just so wild to it's me. wild it's absolutely wild it, like yes there are lots of people who have died because they don't have health care yeah. <laughs> lots <laughs> of people and it could be something as simple as like well i need to either pay for rent or pay for meds so i'm gonna choose rent over meds and right. then that can snowball like it doesn't have to be you get to a hot like you're never gonna get to a hospital and they're not going to treat you 
but it's it's little things like that choosing between food or medication not having the resources to go to the doctor and then those things snowball that's what's really insidious about it Absolutely. And what's really infuriating, too, is that Republicans keep lying to us and lying to the public when they talk about it. If they were to come out and say, hey, actually, we just have a political difference. We believe that people should take care of their own health care. They should do it on their own and they shouldn't have any, any at all government uh, benefits or, 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 or credits or anything. That would be a different Debate, But what we have here are Republicans literally coming out and saying, no, we're covering pre-existing conditions, health care for everybody. We believe health care is great. Like they're literally lying to yeah. our faces. And that's what's just so insidious and horrible, because a lot of people who aren't as educated, who don't have the resources to seek this information out or who are just lost in the system or confused, they have no way of truly knowing what is happening. And it's just it makes me so, so sad about this. But as Olivia said, the fight is not over. The Senate has yet to vote on it. Um, and there are a lot of people, there's a lot of debates. What will the Senate do? A lot of people think the Senate will soften this bill. And um, some hopefully are, they're getting a lot of calls about it. So yes. even if it does pass through the Senate, there's going to have to be some major changes. And then it has to go back to the House because both party, both mm-hmm. the House and the Senate have to vote on it. And they both have to approve they have it. Have to do that. So again. yes, it's gonna be a yes. long. So don't worry yet. I mean, be worried, but you know, call uh, your senators. Call your senator. Call it them. is time. It is time that we act and we ask for what is right. And I, you know, it is and what it, can it still is. Still be voted out, right? Like they don't have to soften it. They can also just reject the. Bill. They can reject it outright, and but the sad, the thing is, you cannot trust a republic. Like you can't trust these Republicans yeah, yeah. to do the right thing. So the other fear is a lot of people are thinking they may just pass it on through, and that is another possibility. We have to prepare for that. If that were to happen, th- it would have to be a, a you know we would have to fight to the death for 2018 if that were to happen. Um, but we'll 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 cross that bridge when we get there. Right. Uh, but for now. Call your senators. Please, please call your senators and let's get something done because this is not good. This is not good at all. Yeah, it's it'll be a fight, you guys. Um, And speaking of fights, um, (laughs) our favorite attorney general, Sally Yates. Yes. um, She just testified um, in the investigation um, against the Russian um, against the Trump administration for their kind of colluding with the allegations that they were colluding with Russia during the, um, during the election. And basically um, there's a grand jury and they're trying to figure out when did this happen? How this happened? What is the extent of it? Um, And so Yates just testified and she was very famously fired, um, but not before not before um, warning uh, the White House and the Trump administration about Michael Flynn and Mm -hmm. kind of how this dude was shady. Um, And I want to also point out that Obama, during their meeting, um, right after Trump was elected, so this is while Trump was still president-elect, warned Trump not to hire General Flynn. Yes. Um, and for those of you who need a refresher, General Flynn basically was talking to um, Russian officials about kind of uh, 
loosening up on sanctions and Mm -hmm. like basically making all of these deals before um, the election had even happened. So um, once Sally Yates warned um, the White House about Flynn, he was still there for 18 days until getting fired because it was because obviously the news came out. Um, I think it was the Washington Post that broke the news. Um, And during the debate, she also got a lot of flack from Cornyn and Cruz, our two senators. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes, great. She got a lot of flack from them for basically um, telling the Department of Justice not to enforce Trump's um, travel ban. I think we all remember that very well. Mm -hmm. Um, but she was cool and calm (laughs) and collected and fucking threw down you guys. It was glorious. It was so beautiful. Destroyed them. (laughs) Um, they were, they both were just like, well, we're really disappointed. We've never heard in like the history of the justice department for the attorney general not to, you know, to basically strike down something that was lawful. And she was just really calm and cool collected. She was like, well, I don't think it was awful. Also, um, Senator Cornyn, I remember I said to you during my confirmation hearing that if the president um, asked Mm -hmm. me to do something that I didn't think was right, I would say no. And that's what I did here. Exactly. Um, Exactly. Oh, she she said that from a legal standpoint and from a policy standpoint, she did not agree with it. And so she said no. Um, yeah, just Sally Yates being a badass. And honestly... <laughs> She's become the new hero, this, like a new liberal hero. We'll talk, we'll talk about it more later, but the Russia thing has become even more entang- like entangled. even more entangled in the last 24 hours that it's just... It's amazing. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah. My, I, Yates, I do- issued, Ye- Yates issued a warning about Flynn and oh, yeah. the White House and the administration didn't take it seriously. Um, he was still in the White House 18 days after she warned them. 18 days. Um, and, and not President only Obama that. also warned President-elect Trump and still he hired him. <laughs> so like. Exactly. Shit, you guys. And Trump even said that Flynn still had his utmost confidence during those 18 days. Like it's like it's just mind-boggling it really is but uh one of my favorite things though was all the reports of uh, uh, after yates um testimony apparently uh um uh, our favorite senator um cruz fled the scene apparently he was so embarrassed by his <laughs> shutdown that he literally had to flee the uh, uh uh congress so that was just i love that i love that little note it, it made, was just like made me the feel most good. calm takedown i've ever seen <laughs> who by the way cruz is even though you know we have a lot of strong uh, feelings about cruz he is regarded as a great legal mind and of uh, someone very hard to best in a legal argument so sally doing this is just fantastic yeah. <laughs> like it is great great um but yeah things um th- things are heating up in the russia front yeah um, <laughs> i mean did you guys watch any of the clips how do you f- how did you guys feel about sally Yates's uh takedown because i really hope you saw the clips they were amazing they were amazing um so like how do you feel about this especially we're going to talk more about um about Comey and kind right. of the more how convoluted and like muddy this whole Russia situation is. But how do you guys feel about the situation as a whole? Just um, Trump hiring Finn and Flynn and, you know, 
having his utmost confidence in him all along when he was warned and he knew um, and kind of the way this testimony um, was carried out. I haven't seen the clips myself, but it just shows the, what do you call it, that word? Like the Trump administration just like fucking just everything up. <laughs> just and every way they can. There needs like, to be a word for Trump administration fucking everything up. Yeah. yeah. Without worrying about it. <laughs> no. Uh, I feel like that's like we're not even halfway through the year yet, and that is like the statement of the year. Like I th- slow go. Yes. Yeah, yes. So I think this it helps underscore, especially when we get into Comey in a little bit. This totally underscores the the Trump administration's complete and utter uh, just ignorance of mm-hmm. how things work, their incompetence. Like, they do not understand, and they are so bad at covering up. Like, they do not get it uh, that things like embarrassing things like this are coming out. Like, they were warned by a former U.S. president. Like, not anybody. Like, they were warned by a former U.S. president. The acting attorney general, who, by the way, is, like, supposed to have the country's best interest in mind, yeah. you know, it, and they totally disregarded both their advice. And it just goes to show that the Trump administration is into shady shit. Like, this just yeah. underscores it. Like, you can't hide it. Like, and they are doing a terrible job of trying to just justify it. Like and they Clinton's emails or, or this, this huge. It, yeah, exactly. It only exactly. gets shadier. Like, when you think it can't, like, when you think the Republicans can't be more snake like. It only is just like, <laughs> oh, wait. I feel like the Republican Party is like fucking Medusa. It's Pretty like, much. oh. <laughs> this whole thought there were only X amount of snakes, but here's some more. Here's and some we're more. all going to turn you into stone because you don't have health care. So. Pretty much. You cut, well, you cut one head off and two more, two yeah, more yeah. grow. Like, yeah. it's, it, it's outrageous. Uh, but yeah, so... Moving on, and this is a very closely linked and related story. Of course, we already mentioned it. Probably the biggest news item of the last few days. It actually happened uh, yesterday uh, afternoon. I also want to mention we're recording this on May 10th. Yes, May 10th, May 10th. 10th. So this Uh, is all of the information we have. Yes, as of May 10th. As of May 10th. More things will happen. Like, literally, news was breaking today in the morning. Uh, Yes, of course. Direct. Like, we had to restructure our entire show because (laughs) this We we had to redo. Yes, we did. Anyways, all right. FBI Director James Comey has been fired by Donald Trump, causing a huge uproar. And I mean, Huge, Like, this is a huge, huge news story. Will it mean things will change? I don't know. We will get to that. But for now, let's get into the story. Um, I I wrote down some little points that sort of give the deep, like, a a play-by-play. So I'm going to go through them real quick, and then we can just sort of uh, bounce back and forth and get into some of them. But really what happened was, so on Tuesday we had uh, Director James Comey fired under the recommendation of Attorney General Jeff Sessions who, by the way, has recused himself, officially recused himself from uh, uh, the Russian investigation. Comey 
is the head of the Russian investigation. I don't know how that works out, but that's how that works out. Uh, He was fired under recommendation of Jeff Sessions because they felt that the credibility of the FBI has been uh, compromised and damaged over the handling of Hillary Clinton's emails. Those damn emails. (laughs) When will it end? (laughs) The damn emails. By the way, this is pretty much Trump, who uh, for the longest time has commended Comey on his handling of the uh, uh, Clinton emails. This is them saying he handled it poorly and it was unfair to Clinton and blah, blah, blah. And all of these things. And you're like, wait, wait, what? Like you are the people who were calling James Comey a genius for doing what he did and not going hard enough on Hillary Clinton on those emails. Um, So Comey is let go under this pretty much phony pretense. Um, In the letter to Comey, Trump thanks him for letting him know in three separate occasions that he is not under investigation. How, like, how did that get through the draft writing process in this firing letter? Like, what? Like, that is so incriminating. Like, why would you even write that? Okay, whatever. I just needed to mention it because it was just so outrageous. Um, I, the other thing that uh, I think is kind of important is that Comey didn't know he was fired until he watched it on TV. Like, that is... Okay, we will get to that, too. Um <laughs> According he was in the L.A. field office, right? He was talking to other agents, he was and then they yes. all saw it at the same time yes. on TV. <laughs> he was talking, yes, I know. It's like, it's so bizarre. Um, okay, not only that, according to White House insiders, they did not think that this was going to be big news, by the way. They thought that Democrats would praise Trump for this, because Democrats, I mean, to be fair, and we'll get into this, Democrats have been calling for James Comey to be fired before. Like, it, it is not out of nowhere that he would think this, um, but it is totally ignoring the other optics of it, which is, oh, this is literally the head of the Russian investigation. Someone's investigating me and I just fired yeah. him. Like, okay, whatever. Um, uh, uh, this is a very bittersweet moment for Clinton Democrats. I don't want to spend too much time on the Clinton Democrats, but uh, for them, you know, this is the man who a lot of people think cost Clinton the election. Mm-hmm. So on one hand, the man has been fired. On the other hand, uh, he's the man who is in charge of investigating Donald Trump. So it can be very bittersweet for most Democrats. And for most people, this is very alarming and very scary. Um, all right. We're going to get into some uh, some things that are happening right now, actually. Um Comey being fired is uh, pretty damning because the FBI loves Comey and there's a lot of pro Comey agents in the FBI. Comey being fired is going to leave them unhappy and we're going to start getting leaks. And by the way, we got leaks today. Like we literally got leaks today. One of the leaks states pretty much that um, Comey uh, in a meeting with, uh, uh, with with intelligence members had requested more funds to investigate the Trump-Russia probe. Um, uh, in that meeting, we had a man, I wrote down his name because I don't remember it, Rod J. <laughs> Rosenstein. How do, actually, how do I not remember that name? That's a great name. Rod J. Rosenstein, who is the deputy attorney general, he works under Jeff Sessions, was in that meeting. Um, apparently, Rosenstein went ahead and told the Trump administration about this, and this is what caused Comey to be fired. That is the first leak we got today. Not only that, today we know that uh, Comey has been invited as a private citizen to testify before a Senate grand jury about what's happening right now. Um, 
anyways, I've broke it. I broke it down. What are y'all's feelings about this? This is pretty big stuff. Stanley. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's a lot to take in yes. and not surprising. Obviously, like if, if, um, Donald Trump fires the head of the FBI. There yeah. won't be an investigation. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. It's just. I hope something. Right, comes right, up and, and, and maybe we can we can get into that. Olivia, what are your sort of your initial reactions to this? I remember when this broke, I like texted y'all, and I was like, "Well, we have to talk about this." Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'm glad my tinfoil hat did not go to waste. <laughs> um, <laughs> Like this Russia story will I think not this die. Is one of those situ- I think this is one of those situations where like reality is so much stranger than fiction. Like mm-hmm. how does this, ha- how, who, what, when, where, why I have all of the questions and hardly any of the answers right now. Mm-hmm. Um, like the fact that the person who got Trump elected, who was also investigating the Trump administration was fired because, you know, Comey had a big hand in basically handing Trump the election. A lot of people agree that what cost Hillary the election is Comey coming out 11 days before voting day, Mm -hmm. opening up the email investigation again. And a lot of people really do think that that's what cost her the election. And so Comey basically handed Trump the election, right? Yes. And then because he's leading the Russia investigation, gets fired. Trump is literally just trying to clear all of the skeletons out of his closet mm-hmm. because he knows, he knows the shit he did was shady. He knows there's something up in his administration. Um, we don't know how big it is. We don't know how bad it is. Um, but my feeling is that it might be treasonous. There's like a good chance. Well, um, yes. So I hope that the kind of uh, calls for a special prosecutor are answered. Exactly. So that, and and that's the thing that uh, I I didn't mention before with this happening, we have the Democrats pretty much coming out in force saying we need a special prosecutor. Uh, Lots of Republicans too. Lots of Republicans too. Mitch McConnell, of course, great, great, lovely man came out and said, no, he doesn't want to ruin the investigation going on now. I'm sure Donald Trump firing the head of the FBI doesn't ruin the investigation, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Like (laughs) how the fuck are you going to continue this investigation? There's no way. There's no way. Uh, So Okay, there's a lot going on here in this firing, but I also want to mention before we move on that it is very rare for a FBI director to be fired. Like, it, it, the last time it happened was under Bill Clinton, and he didn't even want to do it. The only reason he had to do it was because the FBI director was involved in some shady financial business, and he had like, to let him go. Yes. <laughs> like, literally. It's he, like, oh, you're kind of stealing money, so, so I have to fire you. So you have to be fired. But here we go. Comey is let go under this, like, pretty much bullshit pretense yeah. because, like, there is no real reasoning behind it. And literally. Literally, there's no reason. Those emails and him handling those emails the way he did is the reason you won the election. Pretty much. Exactly. Um, The fallout here is what I think is going to be amazing. Before, when we, whenever, I mean, we've talked about Trump and Russia a lot on this podcast, and we've had a lot of big things happen, but nothing to this, like, scale. What's happening here is 
if we're correct, we have Donald Trump who is afraid that big things are about yeah. to be uncovered. Like, you do not just fire the head of the FBI if you don't think big things are going to be uncovered. Mm-hmm. This is not good. And I don't think they understand the backlash. Firing Comey is going to uh, uh, fire up the FBI. Like, if you think the FBI was leaking too much before, now they're going to leak uh, every, I mean, I don't know if they'll leak everything, but they're going to leak a lot. And now, not only that, Comey has been called to testify as a uh, private citizen. Like, he's going to want to talk. We're not, he has been invited. He has not accepted the invitation as of yet uh, while we're recording this podcast. He may or may not, but if he does, I'm sure he has a lot to say. Um, Shit's going to hit the fan. Yes, a lot, of, a lot of people are comparing Trump to Nixon. Yeah. It's been done before, but now more than ever, Nixon famously fired uh, Archibald Cox, who was the special prosecutor on his case. Um, I don't this know, y'all. So, this is so Nixonian. It's like scary. <laughs> so I, I, and I want to talk about this. This is one of the like few times in my life where I really felt like I am watching history unfold before my eyes. Yeah. Like this is a special yeah. time, you know. I don't know how Probably do y'all gonna just be discussing history books. And oh yeah, and how do y'all yeah. feel about that? How do y'all feel about being alive during this moment? It's weird being it. alive during like. <laughs> Stanley's like, I don't like it. I don't yeah. want it. <laughs> I mean, like, I would definitely prefer it not to be that way, but I feel like it's so weird being alive when like. So much history is happening, mm-hmm. oh, like yeah. Obama, right? Like, yeah, all of that's historic, right? Yeah, <laughs> just by virtue of Obama being Obama, right? Uh, mm-hmm. All of that's historic. Not to mention, like, a lot of his policies, good and bad. Um, and then just Trump, the reality TV star, invoking his like most famous phrase. In like a very serious, oh like I know, <laughs> manner with real life consequences, yes. with real life global consequences. It's yes. just again, reality is so much stranger than fiction right now, and I'm really glad I didn't throw away my tinfoil hat, you guys, because uh, well, no, you're you right know. to wear it. What what are y'all's? <laughs> and I hate to go into the prediction game because you know, uh, uh, predicting is what caused Donald Trump pretty much because we all thought Hillary had it in the bag. She did not. But moving on, I hate to predict, but what what do y'all think will come of this? What Or maybe a better question, what do you hope comes of this? Or what are your fears? Because it may end up that literally nothing happens because the Republicans block any sort of special prosecutor and they block the investigation. But what are y'all's hopes and fears? That Trump gets impeached? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I. it's weird that we are literally jumping to that extreme, but right. it seems like this, is, if it were to happen, we're not 100% sure, but if it were to happen, this is like, these are the steps that would, like, mm-hmm. this is the, the building blocks to to that moment. Um, Olivia, I mean, how about it's you? Getting, it's getting into treasony territory, right? Like, there is there is something shady and really self-serving about this, about Comey being fired right now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're all justified in kind of jumping to conclusions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what will end up happening is that um, maybe people high up in the Trump administration will be kind of found out to be the ones really colluding with Russia, but... Um, I don't know if Trump, if Trump, if Trump has Trump. <laughs> um, the 
political and strategic skill to really be super involved in this. I think the highest up it would go is Pence. Um, and outing right. Pence would be great because Pence is a terrible human being. Yes. Um, but I think, like, I just really don't believe Trump has the political experience or the strategic mind. Well. To even, like, concoct something so, like this. I feel like people on his team do, though. Right. Um, well, and even if that were the case and Trump literally was just blind and had no idea what his team was doing around, like, literally under his nose. Oh, no, there's nose, no way he was blind. Literally I, that's under not his what I'm nose. saying. I'm saying no, that but, he could narrowly avoid, like, but even, impeachment or a treason charge because it's it's one of those things where, like, he had one foot in and one foot out. But even if that happens, even if it's just that, it... it it would undermine his presidency in a way that it's never been like, it's literally never happened before. Oh, he yeah. could do Tw- nothing. He could literally do nothing because he would lose all trust. Like, I hope that's like, I hope that would happen, but some people are arguing his followers would still, uh, uh, uh follow under. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just don't know. Um, my hope is that I it does it, go honestly. all the way up. I hope it goes all the way up and he, a lot, a lot, of Trump's pol- a lot of Trump's policies are having the worst type of effect on working class white people. And that's mm-hmm. a big chunk of the people who voted for him in the first place. And those people are still following, you know. Right. Those right. people are still very convinced that Trump is their savior. Um, so, I don't- you know, I, th- I, think, I think his followers would stick behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Stanley, any final thoughts on this? No. I think, uh, 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 you know, uh, we pretty much said it all, but really, um, I think this is the begin. Uh, this is really the start of the end. Like, I, I feel it in my gut. I don't know if my gut is correct. I might be wrong. So don't, you know, don't believe everything I'm saying. But I feel this is the start of the end. We're going to start getting more leaks. We're going to start getting bigger info dropped. Um, this is a story that more just, leaks than we like. Literally, there's been a <laughs> leak every day of the Trump every administration. Day. More yeah. leaks. <laughs> more. It's just this story will not die like in any normal like just any normal situation, a story like this without evidence, without anything would have died long ago, but there's so much smoke and there's so much like there is something going on and maybe it's not all the way up to Donald Trump, but something shady happened and the American public needs to know. And I think we will find out. And I'm actually personally, I'm a little scared to find out, but you know, it it needs to happen. Um, I don't know. Olivia, any final thoughts before we move on? I mean, it's scary, but I want the truth. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the perfect way to sum it up yeah, and yeah. to end it. Uh, when we come back, we this and I want to apologize. This has been a uh, very news heavy podcast, but there's just so much going on. We had to talk about it. Uh, but when we come back, we have uh, a lot of culture things to talk about. Some new trailers and some sort of uh, uh, reviews yeah. we've been cooking up for y'all. So, all right. When we come back. Welcome back, guys. So 
we're gonna start off the culture section with um, a new show that Hulu just brought out called um, The Handmaid's Tale, which was originally a book um, written by Margaret Atwood mm-hmm. about some things that I I would rather not say because I, I'm trying to go into the show like blind right okay so i just i've just only seen the first episode but hulu released three and mm-hmm. there's already a fourth that just came released. out yeah mm-hmm. and edgar how many episodes have you seen i have seen three the first three oh, awesome. i've seen the first three and um, olivia olivia I have also seen the first three. Okay. Oh, my okay. God. Yeah. Well, I'm behind. So <laughs> Stan's I, like, I'm actually busy working. I'm yeah, like, y'all. No, no, no. no. Um, what I know so far is that this is in a post-apocalyptic world yes. where um, it's, I think it's a dictatorship or... Mm-hmm. There's been a coup. I don't okay. think it's post-apocalyptic. I think it's dystopian. Okay, it's dystopian. dystopian. It's okay. near future, too, by the way. Yeah, which is, it, yeah oh. it's near future. It's dystopian. And Canada and America still exist as like countries. Okay. And um, basically the patriarchy is, I think, re- not like just reestablished, I think, uh-huh. where like all the women are being forced as handmaids to, I think, rich families where families who can't get a baby. It, right. And that's one of the big things. All the fertile women. Yeah. Yes. And that's one of the big driving force of the show is it's sort of like uh, children of men. The idea yeah. that there people can't have babies anymore. Uh-huh. So the few that can, they become these like Surrogates. hot commodities. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And forced to have the babe, their like the family's baby. Yeah. Which was like really disgusting and it shocking. Was, and Yeah. It's disturbing. We'll get into it. Yeah. yeah so basically it's about, just reestablishing the patriarchy and the effects of that, and we're we're following this character, Alfred, Alfred, mm-hmm. right? um, mm-hmm. played by played by um, Elizabeth Moss, who is amazing. Yeah, she is, and you might recognize her from Mad Men. Mad, Mad Men, yeah, and maybe she's planning to um, find a way to get out, and mm-hmm. you hear her speak throughout the episodes um, through voiceover of saying how shitty her situation is, and it's really funny, actually. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> so, yeah, that's all. That's the basic rundown I have for the show. Yeah. So, um, uh, my quick question to y'all is, have y'all read the book? I have not. I actually haven't either. I've been meaning to, though. I have not read the book. I know a few people who have, and they absolutely adore the book. They love it. They actually, some of them had to read it for high school. I didn't realize that. It yeah, was a, I mean, Margaret Atwood is a pretty uh-huh. beloved author. Yes, and, and I, did, I just didn't realize it was in uh, uh, in studies. Like, I didn't realize it was being studied at high schools, but but it is. Um, and I feel I feel like so ignorant. I'm like, how have I not known about this story? Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yeah, so um, I you know I went into the show blind, like mm-hmm. Stanley, and um, I, I was blown I was blown away. But before we get into that, I don't know what are y'all's initial reactions to it. That's very good. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. and um, the way that it just um, builds up the world mm-hmm. and this mystery of like what's where are they living now what's happening is um that that's being released like um not like slowly right right time is fascinating interesting so Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like hulu's been kind of writing under the radar with their original content like they had a few shows and they had the mindy project which they like got from network tv Mm -hmm. but this is really kind of i feel like they're 
their like aha moment. Um, right, they're like House of Cards series, or Orange like, the really New Black. takes off. Mm-hmm. And also, um, season two has already been announced. Yes. Yeah, because the first episode of Handmaid's Tale is like the most watched episode on Hulu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think. I think for a while it also had 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, yeah. It is a very just chilling Ooh. and dark really disturbing, and yeah. like great show. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially basically now. it starts off and you just kind of don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And you just, it's, it's so like the pacing is great and how you learn about, you know, like, their lives pre-Christian dystopia and yeah. post-Christian dystopia is really like great and interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone in it is fabulous. Um, like I'm really surprised by Alexis Bledel's like acting ability. Oh my gosh, she is amazing in the yeah, show. Yeah, she has a yeah, she has a small role, oh, and I'm like oh yeah, yeah. From and I'm Gilmore honestly Gross. so impressed by her acting ability. She has like a small arc and she's so great. Yeah. And, and I, I uh, Samira Wiley, mm-hmm. who was in Orange is the New Black, mm-hmm. um, she played Poussey. She's also incredible. Um, the performances all around are just yeah. so amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, one and thing. And it's beautiful. It's, like, it's. Yes. Well shot, yeah. It's <laughs> so well shot. And speaking of Alexis Bledel, there is this one scene. It is a horrifying scene. Um, and I'm not going to spoil it, but it, she, she's, she's. I know what you're talking about. Oh, my God. She witnesses something so horrible. But the way it was shot, I was just like, this is so amazing. Yet I am so horrified yeah. and disturbed. But this is like so like such amazing filmmaking. Like, it was just. So well done. Beautifully produced television. Uh, the writing is incredible. Like, it, it, I, I haven't read the book, but a lot of people are saying it is a very faithful uh, rendition of the book. A, a little more modern day because we've moved yeah. on a little bit. Um, my question to y'all is when this initially came out, I think it was like two weeks ago when it finally unveiled and released. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people talking about its connections to the world right now yeah. and a lot of the similarities and, and things that are really scary. I don't know. What are y'all's thought on that? Especially you, that we've spent like an hour talking about Donald Trump yeah. and all these things happening. Well, that's why the show is so popular right now. And also the book, like it's getting up and back in the bestsellers list. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just how it's, Related to where what what's happening in our world right now, and it's chilling. And yeah, yeah that I mean, like that's what makes it so chilling, right? Mm-hmm. right? The fact that you know, dystopian novels and post-apocalyptic novels, all of these things are supposed to reflect the world we live in and what it could turn into. And I think that we are feeling this particular dystopian reality a little bit more Mm -hmm. Um, because it's centered around, um, you know, the Christian elite basically, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, taking over and being violent um, and, you know, doing fucked up shit, like getting fertile women to procreate for couples. It's, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's wild. It's wild. It's also, uh, I wouldn't say it's the most realistic, but for me, it feels like something that could happen 
Because, like, and I don't know if this happens in episode one, but in, in two and three, they give you more glimpses into their lives before mm-hmm. what happened. And just, the like, the, the, the timeline of how it happened. And it seems so plausible. And that's what, like, really started to chill me. The way it just sort of slowly happened. It wasn't overnight. Yeah. It, it, and they handled it so beautifully. You know, I'll read something, like, by Cormac McCarthy. And you never really get that slow... Like, how did they get there? How did they get there? It's just, yeah. now they're there. Right. And we hear these yeah. stories. But here, you actually see it. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. taking shape and it's so well done and I'm just I'm like I am just so impressed by it but also so frightened I'm like no please yeah. no like I don't want this to happen to us <laughs> um, I don't know yeah like the the cause and the effect and the timeline is so well laid out it's mm-hmm. just again that's why it's like chilling and scary because it's because you can see it happening um, mm-hmm. to you which is very very terrifying yeah, it's great. Y'all, watch it. There's like, so many great TV shows. Like, I know. too many. I know, but y'all, honestly, watch this show. In the golden like, age of TV, y'all. Like, yeah. It is, and it doesn't seem you like it's stopping. watch everything. No, but watch this, y'all. Like, I highly recommend it. You should definitely it. watch this, though, yeah. I, like, I will continue to watch it, and I will, like, I am a fan. I'm, a, I'm even going to start listening to, there's a podcast oh, wow. that just is all about this. About so I'm gonna the start, theories and yes, all that. so I'm going to start wow. listening to that. Like, I'm into this world, y'all. Like, uh, I, that sounds weird, but anyways, you know what I mean? Like, I enjoy the show, uh, and that's just because I like scary things, I guess. Mm. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, any final thoughts? No, just I'm happy that they already got picked up for a second season. Yes, and, absolutely. Yeah. Go Absolutely. watch the show. Watch Go do it. The thing. Do yeah. it. <laughs> so um, last weekend or this previous weekend, um, Disney released Guardians of the Galaxy two. Guardians uh, of the Galaxy and two. Ever expanding Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know <laughs> the oh never ending. It's <laughs> never too big ending. to fa- it's too big to fail. Yeah. <laughs> Marvel Universe. Yeah. Yes, and basically made so much money, a lot more than the first, and the third one's probably going to be. Oh yeah, and works. Yeah. Oh so. no, the end of this one, they're like, they will return. Like, duh, yeah, it's not over, y'all. <laughs> like they will return. Dot dot dot. Duh. <laughs> yeah. No shit. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I don't think Olivia's seen Olivia, it. Olivia, right? have you seen it? Nope. Okay. Edgar's the only one who's seen. I this, am the so. only one who has seen it. And by the way, I know it's been getting really positive reviews. Yeah. And it made a fuck ton of money. It made a fuck ton of money. I'll say this, y'all. This was this was one of the hardest movies to see because it, I just couldn't find a ticket. Like, I just could oh, not yeah. purchase a ticket. Because uh, at least in our area, all our theaters are switching over to reserve seats. Oh, uh, yeah. So I'd, like, try to find a ticket. They're like, nope, sold the out. The draft house model. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't so, we just walk, walk into the I know. Uh, I miss it. I miss doing that. But whatever. Uh, so it was very hard. So I... Finally got a showtime at 2.45 on Sunday. Whatever. Oh I took it. I went with my brother. Um, I'll say this, y'all. Is it my favorite Marvel movie? Not even close. Is it a fun movie? Absolutely. So much fun. Are there problems with this movie? Yes, of course there are, especially towards the end. Uh, but the team is all there, and we get new members, and it's funny. Like, they're really good. I think the standout, honestly, was Dave Batista, who... Oh is just so hilarious and so perfect in this movie. Um, I will also say this is one of the more emotional Marvel That's movies. That's what I've been hearing, actually. So. It, I, I, like, I almost cried at the end. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. Like, I I was feeling it. They, The music choices just, like, play with your heartstrings. Like, they will make you feel things. Um, so, uh, 
I mean, y'all are probably going to see it eventually. Yeah. Like, this is a movie yeah. that everyone's yeah. going to see. So I'm not going to say don't go see it, just see it, because you know you're going to see it. I don't even have to tell you. Everyone's going to see it. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how this like after you know all the buzz settles down, how this stacks up compared to the other Marvel movies. Because mm-hmm. to me, it, there's a lot there's a lot missing here. Um, but it's still good. Like it's still a fun movie, and you should go watch it. I don't know what else to say really, other than that. Yeah. Like, how do you feel it compares to the first? Yeah, how does it compare to the first? Uh, the first is absolutely better. Um, oh, okay. I think. Okay, yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> I think the thing, uh, and this isn't really spoiling anything, but the thing that I really enjoyed about the first is um, the world building and the universe building. You got to see the Guardians visit a lot of different planets, see a lot of different uh, alien races, and uh, go into a lot of different situations. Here, they're not. There's not a lot of that actually. It's mm-hmm. very insular. It's really just about the team, which isn't a bad thing, but it missed that sort of, um, I don't know, like that charming quality of that first film. Magic. Uh, the magic, exactly. The first film, it, it, maybe this is unfair, but to me it felt a lot like a scrappy Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. And that's what was so appealing to me, and it just it, it just gave me so much joy. This isn't necessarily concerned with that, but if you want a more interpersonal relationship type film, I think you will like this. Um, I think the ending will leave you wanting more. And this is maybe just because I'm old. Honestly, I might just be old now. But the visuals are like there's way too much going on at times. I literally was like, I don't know what's going on anymore. Like there's just a bunch of CGI in my face. And I don't even know who Chris Pratt is and who Rocket is. Like it is just a a mesh of CGI. It was a little annoying. It was a little annoying. I did definitely see that in the trailer. I was like. There's a lot happening there, here. There's a lot. There's what a am lot. I supposed to be paying attention? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, pretty much. And it, the movie even calls attention to that. Like they even mention uh, it a little bit. It's a little meta. Like they know that it's a little much. Uh, but no, definitely check it out. It's a lot of fun. And uh, Baby Groot is awesome. But um, stay for the end because there's a lot of after credits. There's like five or six. Of course. And <laughs> there's one that will just melt your heart. It is so awesome. Okay. So stay for all of them and uh, have fun. Yeah. Have fun with that movie yeah. although i do hate this marvel trend that's now like leaking into every other movie where there's like an end credit scene mm-hmm. like okay it, i'm i'm over it like whenever i watch a movie and i know there won't be an end credit scene like i feel a relief i'm like oh okay yes do you guys remember the first iron man when it was like for like thor i think yeah no when yeah. it was like the yeah, hammer, the first right? Iron the Man hammer. where they like hinted it at the end and everyone's like, oh my God, there's a post credit scene. Make yeah. sure yes. you stay in the theater. Yes. Now it's like a Remember norm. that. Remember <laughs> when it used to be exciting. Yeah. I feel like they should have done it sporadically, yeah. but they did like literally every Marvel movie has it. So it's yeah. like you just expect you have to wait till the very end for every little scene. I, do, I did hate that this movie had. So it had its after credit sequence mm-hmm. and then it had another one. And then it had another one. And you're like, when's it over? Like, uh, is it over? Like, when do I know when to leave? Like, I have no idea. Will this just go on forever? By the way, the movie is crazy long. Like, it is almost three hours. Like, you have to prepare <laughs> your body. <laughs> like, this, okay. this is a, okay. a long movie. I want American filmmakers to realize this about three-hour movies. Because I grew up watching Bollywood. All of our movies are three hours long. You have to have an intermission. You have yeah. to have a p- break in the middle where people mm-hmm. get up and go to the bathroom and get food. Yes. You Absolutely. have to have a natural break in the movie. Do Absolutely. not make a fucking three hour movie that's just like continuous. Don't yeah. do it. 
No, and it also, and for selfish reasons, having those long movies causes a line in the bathroom after the movie. I don't want to wait in that <laughs> line, y'all. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> y'all need a Put short Put in intermissions in your, in your three-hour movies. Yes, please. Just please. do it. It makes <laughs> life so much better. So much better. You can better. have a three-hour movie, but you have to have a break. <laughs> yes. Quentin Tarantino did it with Django Unchained, I think. Yes, he um, did. Yes, he did. Or yeah. not Jango Chain, the crazy eight. The cr- uh, hateful eight. Hateful eight, yeah. Yes. The <laughs> crazy eight, yeah. <laughs> the crazy 88, that's Kill Bill. Yeah. yeah. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Um, the MTV Awards happened this past weekend, which none of us saw, I, I assume. I did not yeah, see. Whatever. So <laughs> Why would, why why would, would we, we watch we... the MTV movie and TV awards. TV awards, right? Yeah. Although they are trying to do a whole lot of stuff. Like, they yeah. have a non-gendered role yeah. category. Which is cool. Yeah, they're doing, mean, they're, they got their shit together. They're, like, they're doing some really cool progressive things. Yeah. Actually. But I'm not, like, part I'm of I'm still not going to watch anymore. it, but... I'm just too old for this yeah. shit, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, get, like, get me that in the Oscars, please. Yeah. Like, I've, I've grown out of MTV's target demographic, I feel. Oh, I haven't grown out, but I'm at, like, the tail end of their target demographic. Right. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, um, one of the awards that we want to speak of is um, Moonlight winning for Best Kiss. Yes, it went viral. Yes. It was, like, a big thing. Yes. Yeah. So that's, like, a really happy, great, positive <laughs> news. And um, the actors who went on to take the award was saying that this is for all the misfits and the others who feel, like, left out and mm-hmm. yeah i yeah. saw i saw the little clip it it was a beautiful moment and like i love how happy everyone was about it like yes absolutely why wouldn't it yeah. when like especially if you've seen the movie yeah. it's like such a beautiful tender moment it so uh, i'm like about to cry just thinking about it i don't know olivia what how do you feel about it <laughs> i mean that scene is just so beautiful that movie is just so beautiful mm-hmm. and i'm just it's it's really nice to see um, to see kind of obviously I'm not an expert on this at all but to kind of see black male queerness um, that's you know like soft right? and sensitive mm-hmm. and built on friendship like you never ever 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 see that no. ever no <laughs> right and so just to see that and it just be like such a nice intimate moment. Um, you know, it, it was, it was everything that, you know, black men are told they're not like, exactly. Yeah. And it was, I, I think it just is really a testament to like the power of representation and the power of, you know, ma- Everybody has a seat at the table, and this is mm-hmm. only a positive thing, and I'm just, like, really happy it happened. Uh, yes. Just happy, happy news. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Kudos to MTV. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Or y'all. the voters. Or the voters. Yeah. The voters. The voters. Kudos well, and, to you, voters. And for MTV once for again, picking yes. Moonlight over anything La La Land. <laughs> La La <Land>. Yes. <laughs> Stanley's fuming right no, now. No, no, no. no, no. This is a no, great I moment. No, I liked La La Land, but like Moonlight was clearly the superior movie. Mm. <laughs> mm, yes. Okay. <laughs> we'll, save that debate. we'll save that debate for another podcast. Yes. Mm. All right. Um, so now we're going to talk about some trailers that came out recently trailer rapid fire lots of big trailers yeah. for big movies all of the trailers so we're gonna start with um netflix's defender series Ooh. which is the culmination of daredevil jessica jones luke cage and iron fist mm-hmm. to this basically avengers type the tv, TV avengers season, pretty much season, yes. tv avengers yes and it looks 
awesome. I, in my opinion, I think it looks great. <laughs> wait, you said, there was a question in your awesome there. Yeah, I was like, wait, I was like, am I tired of these shows? Yet? Because I haven't, honestly, well, I, I haven't I definitely finished. like the Marvel TV universe yeah. more than I like the cinematic universe. But even then, now, like, with Iron Fist, I haven't, like, bothered. Mm-hmm. Because oh, no, even, I haven't. Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't, haven't, even, so, I haven't like, even care. <laughs> it's, like, 50-50, right? Like, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones are, like, great. Mm-hmm. And Daredevil, I'm kind of, like, meh about. I like Iron Fist I didn't even watch. So, mm-hmm. like. Yeah. It's a mixed bag for you. Yeah, it's it's definitely a mixed bag. I did like the part in the trailer where the Iron Fist tries to like punch Luke Cage and he just falls on the ground. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. That was <laughs> That awesome. was my favorite part of the trailer, maybe. Also <laughs> Jessica Jones telling Matt Murdock he looked like an idiot. <laughs> that was great too. That was great. Jessica Jones was my favorite part of the trailer. There's this like random scene where she's at a bar and she's just frustrated and breaks a glass and it's like the most hilarious thing. I'm like, why is she always throwing glasses and like being so mad at everything? That's, that's her character. I know, I love it. I, I love, love it because she just has like a bunch of anger issues plus super strength. Yeah. Plus super strength. Exactly. Exactly. I like to see like I like the scenes where they're interacting with each other. Like yeah. Friends too, so. Yeah. I, I, I have to say, uh, surprisingly, I enjoyed the trailer more than I thought I would. Although the cheesy, like, slowed down version, electronic version of Nirvana's Come As You Are was mm. super late. Oh, yeah. That was like, okay. Really? <laughs> yeah, Did we really? have to do this? <laughs> Please, let's not do this. But uh, also, I really like the part in the trailer where the guy's like, I'm the immortal Iron Fist. And Luke Cage is like, you're what? <laughs> yeah, that was funny. That I did like that. I did like that. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm cautious though because i've been burnt by marvel tv shows before so i don't know will i watch it probably i guess i don't know olivia how about you <laughs> i mean i'm gonna have to read a synopsis of iron fist first because i refuse to watch iron fist True, and yeah i'll probably watch it even though i like i mean iron fist i'm definitely just like there's so many missed opportunities here i don't even like yeah. i yeah. don't want to watch this and with Daredevil, I'm just like, this just feels like really fetishy of Asian ninja stuff. And that's like weird to me. Um, right. I don't know. I'm interested to see like how all four of them interact. I'm not sure who the showrunner for Defenders is going to be. But mm. a big part of the reason why Luke Cage and Jessica Jones were so beloved and like basically everybody really liked them was because of the fact the showrunners, you know, came from like a very sort of politically minded place. Like they Mm -hmm. knew the stuff they were making had like a political agenda. Right. So I don't know. Or like had a social justice agenda. Right. Right. Um, like, I know during the Luke Cage promotions, uh, the showrunner specifically said, like, I think there's something powerful, especially right now, about seeing a bulletproof black man in a hoodie. Right. Like, mm-hmm. those, sorta, those sorts of kind of societal markers and just, like, nods to things um, in our real world life. So I'm interested to see how Defenders handles that. Me too. I Me don't too. think they will. <laughs> uh, yeah, I- that's why I'm cautious. I'm cautious about this show. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I'm just looking at who the um, showrunner is, and I think his name is Marco Ramirez, who also um, is an executive producer of Daredevil. Uh, so. Okay. So he's like an in-house guy. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Well, gotcha. 
Well, eh, we'll see. That gives me a little <laughs> bit less confidence because I don't like Daredevil, but whatever. Yeah. We shall see. We shall see. Um, yeah, so moving on to the next trailer, um, we're going to talk about The Dark Tower. The Dark yes. Tower. Based on um, the novel yes. by Stephen King of the same name, or miniseries, I guess. Yeah, miniseries. And, or whatever. Yeah, stars um, Matthew McConaughey and Idris Elba. Matthew McConaughey. Yes. Kid, whatever. <laughs> yeah, some nameless some kid, kid, whatever. <laughs> Some who cares white about the kid? kid? Yeah, yeah, some white kid. I don't know, whatever. Like, yeah. for real, who cares about the kid? Who cares about Matthew McConaughey? Give me Idris Elba. Oh, my God. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's and true. As fight like, to the a, death, whatever. Yeah. Oh, my God. Have y'all read the book, by the way? No. No, I have no idea. I'm like, going to. Before oh. this comes out, I'm going to. Oh, okay. 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 I try to yeah. every time, but sometimes it just doesn't work out. All right, so, okay. So, you've already uh, told us. You're pumped. You're pumped for this. You're going to read a book for it. Damn. Okay, yeah, yeah. I I read. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I dared. I'm sorry. I'm an educated individual who enjoys reading. Okay, okay, okay. But, but are you reading to prepare for this movie? I mean, I so I'm intrigued by the trailer. I'm very excited about the movie. So I I do I like Stephen King. I I want to read it. I haven't read it. I'm going to read it. I'm going to do the same okay. thing with American Gods. Um, okay. I'm doing oh, the same thing with American Gods. So that like, is a that is I've read that book. That is a read. So prepare yeah. prepare for that one. So um, it's you know like I feel I feel like if I have the opportunity to prepare and read the book, I will. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, just have a point of comparison. Yeah. So um, are you guys excited for it? From the, or I love you answered, but Edgar. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm like, I have mixed emotions about this because it, on one hand, I, so I, I'm coming in blind. I don't know anything about yeah. this series. On one hand, it seems like an action movie, yeah. like just the whatever generic. fantasy generic action movie. Yeah. On the other hand, there's some pretty badass shit in it. <laughs> like, get yeah. yourself a... He's a gunslinger. Yes. Yeah. Like, he's doing some badass shit, and it's awesome. And then Evil McConaughey is just hilarious to me, so I want to see it for... Uh, yeah, I'm curious, because they <laughs> yeah. don't show him much in the trailer. Like, they don't show very, him much. He's I'm like very the devil. I don't know see, what he is. To see, like, Evil Southern McConaughey. Yes. Like, I feel yes. like that'll be awesome. Also, yes. Evil Southern... Evil Southern McConaughey versus Idris Elba, the most like dapper British man ever. Yes, as like mm. you know a Western type gun per- gunslinger. Yeah, it's fascinating. There's a lot going on here, and then like I'm so fascinated by the tower and the in between worlds and the portals. So there's there's stuff that is keeping me interested, and also just the hype around the movie. If it weren't for that and it just came out as just a generic story, I'd probably be less interested. Mm. If I'm being honest, but um, there's enough here to keep me interested. So yeah, I'd say I'm interested. Stanley? Um, I don't I think it looks pretty bland to me uh-huh. so far, but yeah. Not, it not just for seems you. like a story that we've seen so many times before, but then this kind also, of right. Yeah. This is also like a, uh, Stephen King novel, right? So, I mean, people love this book. Yeah, so. that's true too. That's true too. Like they adore it and it's like been in development hell. Yeah. Like they couldn't ever make it. So hopefully it. this adaptation will be like really good, mm-hmm. but like people are cautious. Like this is by Sony. Oh yeah, you know. So Ooh, yeah, their track record. I mean, they have a reason to be cautious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Exactly. And yeah, I don't have much else to say besides. Yeah, I think we can leave it at that. It's it. We'll we'll wait and see. Yeah, we'll wait and see with that one. But uh, who knows? Who knows? It might end up being a a great new movie. Yeah, we'll see. 
and then started another cinematic universe. Oh God, right? Jesus! Now I want it to fail. I'm done with cinematic universes. Like uh, why? Why does everything have to be a part of a cinematic universe? Why can't we just make standalone movies? Right. I know. <laughs> I want. Yes, I want a story that just ends and that's it. Yeah. Like just. I mean, end it. I know the answer, and the answer is money. And franchises <laughs> make money. But yes. damn, like, can we just stop? Literally, everything's getting a sequel, and everything's getting rebooted. I did want to mention Hellboy getting rebooted. Oh yeah. Again. Yeah, even though what? Ron Perlman was, even though Ron Perlman specifically was just like, yeah, we're never making Hellboy ever again. Here we are. We're rebooting it. <laughs> Without him, by the way, or Guillermo del Toro, but whew, we'll, save, into that, we'll save that for another episode. But All right. last trailer. Another uh, reboot. <laughs> yeah, another reboot, basically. Blade Runner. Sequel, yes. Yeah, Blade Runner 2049, a new trailer just got released. Um, this is by, directed by Denis Villeneuve, who directed um, Arrival. Sicario. Amazing. Amazing movie. Yeah. Sicario, um, Prisoners. And, yeah. Shot by Roger Deakins, um, starring um, Harrison Ford, Ryan Gosling, and... And the Joker. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Jared Leto. Jared Leto, yeah. And it looks amazing. It does. Like, visually, it looks amazing. Visually, it looks gorgeous. Visually, it looks amazing. The rest of it just makes me want to fall asleep. (laughs) What? Well, okay. okay. So, actually, before we even talk about the trailer... Have y'all seen the original, and what are your feelings on it? I've seen the original. I I I think it's overrated. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, I watch it. It's like I'm not gonna argue with it's you. A top, it's the type of movie where I watch it like every like few years to see if I was like if I'll get it or like if, if I'll actually like it. it. Uh-huh. And it never happens. Like the most recent rewatch, I I just like fell asleep a little bit and then woke up back up and I'm like oh, I still don't like. That's this. one of the few movies I've fallen asleep in. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. I feel pretty apathetic about the original too. It's, I think it's one of those movies where I was just like, eh, it's the '80s. It's Harrison Ford. Like that makes yeah. and like there's a lot of you know it's one of those things where it's just like white people in an Asian world. I will okay. say. It's it's yes it, well Asian Los Angeles which is sort of interesting oh. about uh, about that film yeah. I'll say the film is uh, it's deeply beloved like people love yeah. the original um, I personally am actually kind of like Stanley I've seen it many times in my life many different versions of it because there are a lot like of versions three cuts. yeah there are three <laughs> cuts of it I like that all of us like. <laughs> I didn't think this would ever happen, but all of us agreed that Blade Runner is just kind of like meh. It's yeah. meh. Well, it, it, I will say this. When I watch it, like, I want to like it. Like, I want to yeah. get it, and I want to be in that world, and I want to talk to That's people about it. Chance, and like, but, yeah, but every time I watch it, I'm like, uh, it's like this is pretty boring. It doesn't connect <laughs> with me. Not in the way that like Ghost in the Shell does. Like, because I yeah. feel they, they cover similar topics. Yeah. But Ghost in the Shell get like I, I get into it. Here, they don't quite get me. And also the movie's like ridiculously long. Like It's actually not. How long is the director's cut? Let me let me check, but continue talking. But it, well, I feel you know like what? the movie Guess I what? feel like it's one Even of those if it's movies not long, that feels, it feels longer long. than it is, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's like exactly. two hours, but it feels like so much longer. It feels like that. four hours. It is a long movie. Um, but no, this trailer looks yeah. good. Like, it looks beautiful. Yeah. And I'm actually pretty the excited is be- for it. <laughs> yeah, the trailer the is beautiful, but, like, I'm still bored, you guys. But I think director, maybe this is just, like, I'm trying not director, to get my hopes up like, because yeah. of all of the Ghost in the Shell madness. That's yeah. true. But the director, though, like, you cannot deny that this guy has made, like, amazing movies. He's not let That's me down true. yet. I like, do he love just Arrival. makes great movies. Arrival? Yeah. yeah. 
Absolutely. So I have hopes for that. And also, like, Harrison Ford coming back gives me some confidence that Ridley Scott is producing it gives me confidence because, number one, he's away from directing it. (laughs) Number two, he's giving it his blessing. Uh, Ryan Gosling, even though I have mixed emotions about him, but he's still a a great actor. And I think um, he seems fine in the trailer. I don't know yet because I haven't seen the movie. Jared Leto. I think that's most. Yeah, that's mostly like the reason I'm bored. Right. Because visually it's stunning. But Mm. right. Like Ryan Gosling (laughs) in the trailer is just like stone faced the entire time, Mm. which is just like this could go. This could go either like the way Drive went, which was great or. (laughs) Right. Uh, or other things, which not so great. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm going to be cautious about this one, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm pretty also, for there it, was so. like <laughs> just so just a lack again. I right. mean, I'm not surprised, but like there That's were no black, brown or Asian people. There yeah. were just no. none. No, <laughs> Blade, yes, exactly. Blade Runner is like a, a, a white version of. Which is kind of funny because now there's a white version of Ghost in the Shell. But for me, Blade Runner was always the white Ghost in the Shell. But now like, it's like, oh uh, no, now there is an actual white Ghost in the Shell now. But whatever. <laughs> like no. I don't remember a single kind of featured character in the trailer that was black, no. brown, or Asian. Not you a know, one. Not at all. You'd think there'd be black or brown people in you know the future. Mm, like I guess they would not. try to be. They would try to be a little bit. You know, like, especially since like this is happening in 2049 and we already know that (laughs) people of color are going to surpass white people in this country by 2042. Oh, shit, y'all. This is the movie. The, this is like in the Trump universe where Trump destroy, like oh gets God. rid of all minorities. No! <laughs> That's what this movie is. No, um, that was dark. Ending. That was dark. Sorry, y'all. Sorry, y'all. So, um, uh, yes, Olivia, I think uh, I was actually thinking that while I watched the trailer, I was like, where are my brown people? But, mm. you know, I'm still cautiously optimistic just because the director's so good. And it might just be one of those movies that, uh, ends up being great, but it has that asterisk like where where are my brown people yeah. like you yeah. could have yeah. been amazing, but we'll we'll wait and see with that one too. Yeah, so that's coming out October sixth. Dang, which is pretty dang. Soon. Yeah, and moving on, last topic we're gonna talk about is um, HBO's um, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Um, they just announced that they were gonna do some spinoff series, like <sighs> potential ones. Because it's no never one wants end. to make original fucking content anymore, apparently. <laughs> because Game of Thrones will never end because it brings us oh so much money. It's also HBO's just, like most popular show. So yes, yes. I was so happy when they were like, okay, we're finally ending this. <laughs> I know. It's gonna be over. And now when, they're like, nope, spinoffs because money. Because money. Yeah. Because money. And so they, so what is it? They've commissioned for... for Potential like spinoffs, spin-offs yeah. and and we'll see where they that go. That takes place in the world of Game of Thrones, right? And we already knew of one, which was going to be Robert, uh, Robert Baratheon's story oh. before right, right. Game of Thrones and his rise to the kingdom. Olivia, by the way, I don't actually know if you watch Game of Thrones. Are you a Game of Thrones watcher? Uh, Stanley and I are huge I mean, Game of Thrones watchers. This is one of those things. Like I tried watching the show, and I felt like the the kind of a the just blatant kind of racism all throughout it and the blatant sexism and it is a white the continuous the continual shows of like gratuitous sexual violence i was like i don't want to support this it it can be interesting though is that it kind of starts off that way but slowly it 
as the seasons go yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, I I have. I will say this. I have like watched a lot of it um, mm. sporadically and I did keep up with the first few seasons. Um, I never watched it legally though, because your, your views and your dollars <laughs> are votes and illegally they don't count. <laughs> yeah. Illegally they do not count. Um, so I wasn't uh, supporting the thing, but I was still keeping <laughs> up with my pop culture. I think, uh, uh, honestly, Olivia, I think that's fair enough. I do have my own personal problems with the show. But I, I will say, both Stanley and I are huge fans yeah. of the show. <laughs> like, we're not even going to lie to y'all. We really like the show. A lot of our friends like the show. And we have watch parties of the show. We're probably going to have yeah, them again I'm, this year. Yeah. Like, we yeah, are I'm not going to say universe. it's not quality television because it, like, clearly is. It's not TV, it's HBO. It's like, HBO. Okay, I'm sorry. I like, fuck both of y'all right now. <laughs> no, but, uh, no, but, uh, uh, so a little bit, my heart is like, more, yes, but then immediately I'm like, wait, no, let it end. Like, just let it, let it I'll be I'll gladly over. watch, like, really? 10 series. Really? Wow. Oh, I don't know. Because, I don't because, know. wait, 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 because... Um, Breaking Bad, after it ended, they did Better Call Saul. That's true. When you're right, you're right. Yeah, I like, I think I like Better, like, I like Better Call Saul more than Breaking Bad now. Yeah. Yeah. This is a different show, but I'm hoping this will be the same. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I think the fact that there are, like, multiple spinoffs being rumored, I'm starting to, like, understand why George R. R. Martin was like, nah, I'm done with this. Yeah, Yeah, pretty much. He's like, I will not continue to write it. I'm starting to understand it now. (laughs) Well, you know what would be interesting, and maybe I'm just a a wishful thinker, but maybe, because we love the world of Game of Thrones, Westeros and Essos and all uh, Mm -hmm. all that. Maybe there's a show, maybe one of the spinoffs is, Essos in the story because oh, yeah. that's where all the people of color are in the Game of Thrones. Yeah. Maybe we have an Essos story and we give more brown people. Then maybe yeah. I'll yeah. watch a show. Yeah, Game of Thrones brown edition. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm really dark today, y'all. I don't know why, but uh, but no, I you know I'm I'm gonna go with that. Let's just end it. But uh, Stanley's right though. It, you could tell a compelling story. A story apart from everything else in this world because there's, there's just so much so, yeah it's there's such so a huge much world, world so. oh yeah and the backstory like so much amazing backstory and yeah. and they know. said um they can take place in different time time periods so mm-hmm. who knows so, who knows we'll know uh, people are some people are pumped like actually a lot of people are pumped about this thing. i feel like, like most people are pumped i feel like i am like the unpopular just like <laughs> let it end <laughs> let it end i yeah i Again, I feel like this whole culture segment I've been like I'm co- I'm like cautious up cautious about it, but mm. um, but we'll see. I'm um, I'm going to predict that at least one of those spinoffs makes it through. I don't think all four will. Right. Yeah. Because that's just too much, right? Like that's I don't know. Who knows? We'll yeah. see. We'll see. Maybe HBO is like we won't do any other shows other than Game of Thrones shows. <laughs> like no other shows, yeah. <laughs> just Game of Thrones. It's just gonna be Game of Thrones <laughs> in Veep on like a continuous loop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Silicon Valley, Silicon Valley in Veep. Oh yeah, and Silicon Valley. <laughs> Which, by the way, is back and it's great. I love it. So everyone, check it out. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's it for this one. That's week, so. our episode. It's been a pretty long one, uh, but thank you all for, if you listened all the way through, thank you for listening yeah. all the way through. As always, uh, please, please share our podcast with your friends and family. We are everywhere that you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, Google Play, um, and follow us on our social media, at MinorityPod everywhere except Facebook, where we are at the uh, Minority Report Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, if you guys would like us to, 
talk about any de- topics. Yeah, send us topics. Yeah, yeah. send us topics. I, okay, I, I send us I, topics to make our own spinoff. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say this now, and uh, I might regret this, but uh, next episode we're gonna by next episode we will open a mailbox and we will not a physical mailbox an email, email ma- yeah. mailbox and we're not you mean we're not getting a PO box <laughs> we're not getting a PO box we're not that big yet but we will open a, uh, uh, an email box and hopefully we can get some suggestions some suggestions anything, yeah. or maybe questions or who knows we'll see where where it goes yeah alrighty so we will talk to you next time bye bye. bye.